You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host... Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Joined, as always, by my buddy, Garrett. What's up, guys? How are you? You're on the... You're using the mic on the Apple, right? Yes, sir. We got a good oh, response good. on that. All right, yeah, that was a much better response on that one. Nice, yeah. It's probably easy to use, right? Just talking yeah, it's, about it's uh, a solid little setup. I'm happy that kind of works better, even though we had to do a little trial and error there. But I'm glad that we found out this is better. Well, right. it happens. It's not a problem. Uh, quick, interesting update. I got a message from Justin Wren this morning uh, on Instagram, just thanking us for. Uh, our sponsorship donations to fight for the forgotten and uh he was gracious enough to be like hey if there's anything you need and let me know and and da 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 like just a great yeah. guy like that's, all around that's cool to hear. exactly as awesome as i expected right. him to be yeah. legend legend so thank you all for listening right otherwise you wouldn't have any sponsors <laughs> and uh we wouldn't have any money to give to this charity so i appreciate right. it up this week, we've got Josh Rogan, not Rogan, Rogan, Rogan. Um, Maddie Matterson. I actually really like that guy yeah, towards the like, end, even I, though he was he was just so much energy to start with, but I really yeah, got into I him. Just like kind of re-listened to a little bit of the ending story there. That was kind of intense. It made a lot more sense. Yeah, right. And then we're ending up with uh, Jonathan Zimmerman. Right who is a free speech guy, super interesting, gentle speaker, well well thought out, brilliant. All right, so Josh Rogan, reporter, has a very strange Instagram, ramen, noodles, and watches. (laughs) Did you go down that rabbit hole? I didn't take a look at it, to say the truth. I had a look at the at the page. It's quite funny. And what was interesting about it, and it's funny how stuff sticks in your head, like it made me want to go get ramen. (laughs) He's pretty, pretty, pretty passionate <laughs> about it. I didn't realize that's he's been been a reporter yeah. for a long time too, huh? Yeah, and what an interesting road. Like started as like the Japanese correspondent at the yeah. Pentagon, getting talk like becoming kind of like friends with Donald Rumsfeld. Right. I thought that was really interesting, yeah. and then it opened up a lot of opportunities for him that he just kind of moved in all different directions and just took advantage of and that that's the really cool thing to hear when it comes to like building on your right. progress you know you don't always know where something has stopped but if you're like hey i kind of like right. this 
Let's see where this can go. And you can just see how he like he uh, yeah you can see how he good. grew as a reporter too. Like he was con- he connected a lot of dots too. Like he, they made reference to Jamie Metzl again, and like just how this all this kind of stuff started. And every day just seems like it's starting to unfold. Not to t- like totally comment on that, but the way he kind of put it in. I don't know. He just talked about it. He wasn't like one sided about it. He kind of just was. He they said that he was kind of. It was just weird how he was commenting how if you were one way, you were a, a Trump lover, and if you weren't, then you were a Trump hater, and just making reference to those things that had everything to do with politics and the coronavirus. You know. Yeah, like how polarizing certain right. ideologies are. Like you believe just one individual right. thing, and then. And then that makes you right. a Trumper. Like, if you're like, I hate masks. It's like, well, maybe you're super liberal and right. you hate masks. Because <laughs> you just have a breathing issue and you realize wearing them outside is not even yet yeah, necessary. Right. Uh, yeah, like I said, those the Venice courts reopened today. It's just interesting, too, now that that, that what's-his-name is getting, I, I think he's trying to get recalled or whatever, Newsom. Now everything's just starting to open up and be completely back to normal. Like, it, like yeah what, what a surprise like surprise surprise and the fact that we've all been like stooped this whole time like i feel like we called it out pretty early but the fact that it's gone on this long and now it's like all unfolding just the fact that those basketball courts is open is just a godsend though i just told you that here in venice those they've had like met, met, metal yeah, barriers I, over the hoop so you can't play meanwhile there's people playing racquetball and kicking the kicking soccer balls all, i mean it's just like what are we doing but I'm just wanting to say thank you that that's back. I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah, I wonder how many uh, lives were saved by blocking up the basketball hoop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> zero. All right, so Josh, Josh Rogan, how much Adderall do you think He's, that guy was he, on? He, well, he kept blaming it on the coffee, but I was like, "Geez, bro, like, s- slow down a mm. minute." But. Yeah, no, I think that was Matt, Maddie Madison that was blaming oh, him on okay. the coffee. Either, either way, yeah. Or, but but Josh, well, they say like, doesn't Joe often say that the reporters and writers are like Adderall out of their right? minds? I mean, it provi- kind of kind of makes sense when they come on. I'm always listening to be like, I wonder how much Adderall this guy's I taking. I haven't thought of that, but that makes a lot more sense now that you mention. <laughs> I mean, mm. uh, I can see that. I liked. I liked. I enjoyed the story about that comedian that punched him right. in the face. I mean, I, he's he's a very opinionated person, and I could imagine to some people that makes him quite right. punchable. Uh, the the comedian obviously sounded like a complete dirtbag, but like I I love that like he was holding this pain and frustration <laughs> right. for so long and got to like it. throw it out on the podcast to millions and yeah. millions of well, people. I mean, if that guy's career isn't completely squashed I, now, it's I, gonna it's be. funny. Did you say that? But think about it. Like any publicity is good publicity these days. I wouldn't even know who that. Might I don't even know who be. that guy was until he made yeah, reference to him, like Dan something or whatever. And Joe was like, "Well, it wouldn't have been because we wouldn't have met had that not had that not occurred." You know what I mean? So it's kind of interesting how things how things right. unfold that way. So yeah. He like became infamously right. famous. He said that he's they, they they jump on to the to the lab uh, release theory, right? Which it, I think is getting more traction. But it was interesting that they pointed out the same thing we were talking earlier about everything being politicized. Right. 
like oh um so because trump said that it could be a thing early on no one can believe in it or even look at it and that's that is kind so of weird like so what the speech is like caveman kind of thinking what's yeah. terrifying like, we should 100 percent look at where it came from especially when they're saying that in the wet market like the first three people that got it didn't even right. go there it's like hold right. on why is yeah let's take a look at this the truth is not like what is the objective anymore if we have if we've learned the truth is not that's just like a byproduct that hopefully at best (laughs) otherwise it's just like all propaganda Mm. like that's all it is so yeah i mean it's it's charged right it seems very charged and then when he talks about fauci and what was the the gain of function research And how that's kind of linked to things that were happening mm-hmm. in the lab. It seems pretty <laughs> sketchy. Like, I don't know all the ins right. and outs of this. But when you start to hear that, you're like, okay, one or two things could be happening, right? Obviously, you're going to bring in the person who's most expert at knowing these types of right. diseases. And then, yeah, he probably would also n- know a lot or be connected to things that do similar research as what the lab yeah, did. It seems like a- I think it's called right so so it doesn't need to be a conspiracy in that sense but at the same time you're like how he wouldn't be saying yeah there's a good chance it came from the lab it you know because maybe that would close his labs down or something like that seems like a little bit of a conflict of interest i would imagine (sighs) something man it all it just i don't know it makes me suspicious I don't know, but I liked I liked the way this guy was putting it down. Like it, it's interesting when you get those reporters that come in that aren't experts in the field of the thing that they're reporting, right. but in a sense they're experts at investigative right. journalism, like gathering information, and they're like detectives, right. and so they they come at it from a different angle, and then it really starts to paint a picture of like what might actually be going on, and we can never be sure, but it's probably the closest right. we ever get. He seemed like he was like very, fa- you know, I very just don't... factual too. Like he he would play bo- he would play both sides like devil's advocate on the mass. I mean, it was nice to listen to him like play. Like, well, if you're gonna believe this, you don't necessarily have to believe this in regards to like like you were saying, one way or another as far as a Trump. Right. You know? Well, it gives you confidence in the fact that he's he's at least like tried to understand both right. sides of it before he makes yeah. his argument that's all you that's, can ask that that gives you a yeah bit that's of all you can really ask. that's all you can what? ask out of a reporter i think i think that's the main goal as opposed to like reporting news that's one way or another based on what the narrative is of i mean especially of your network at this point like if you're cnn then you're gonna say that you know what i mean mm. like that's just coincides and that's not how it should be it should just be like what's the news <sighs> yeah it it definitely wasn't pro China this uh, podcast nope. or like what he was saying. I mean, he was having to point out a lot of things and pressures and cover ups, right. and 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 then he also got into kind of like corporate pressure of China, like putting it on Apple, on right. the NBA, fining right. them. Like, and he makes a good point. Like when you think about it, you're like, what are companies supposed to do? If they were able to kick Nike out for just asking questions about, like, where the materials came from, I mean, that's going to make other 
companies just shut up immediately. Yeah, like that's where all of our profits come from, and that's why we can have such. It's it's interesting though because those companies do benefit from those things. So it's like you're trying to play like some superhero on one side, or at the same time, it's like no, well, you take advantage of that slave labor. Well, I mean, we all do. Let's just be honest. It's like we, we I don't know. It's a slippery slope because. We all probably have some products that well, are made. One hundred percent. We don't want to know. Probably the made. vast majority. Yeah, not no, probably no. The, uh, We're probably speaking exactly, on them right I was now. Say the vast majority are probably. We're probably using them directly, literally, literally, to make this podcast. Well, I mean, the computers, the phones, the everything. There's got to be. Not everything was like economically and like personally sound when it comes to people doing work. I'm sure. Mm. I did think it was funny when he said that Trump listened directly to the Chinese president about coronavirus and they were like it's not a big deal it'll go away and that's why Trump told us I'm just like please tell me that wasn't true I mean look at look at I just do not want to believe look at Florida he's just making a phone call and going yeah we're buddies (laughs) no 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 it's cool they said it was cool I'm like look we have our own way of finding out information That's yeah but it. the way he was talking about how far-fetched it would have been for i can't remember he was saying that some i can't remember the name of the animal it's some kind of weird animal he's like it would have had to travel from here to here without any kind of variant and this that and the other and i was like that seems like a really far-fetched story if that's gonna have to be that i chopped that up pretty good but that's like you know what i mean pen pen pendleton yeah pend, pendolin well, or something it, like that oh that I, I don't know. They what got me is that they said that they haven't found any other animals in the that's, wild that's with this. That's my point. He's like he there was there's a... And I'm like, how did it how could it spread so well throughout all of human population, <laughs> but only like what one, one bat had it? Bat? Yeah, that seems like a <laughs> I don't know. It it all seems like a f- We're way too dumb to know, Wait. Garrett, when Wait. it comes to this, to be fair. But it makes you think, right? It makes you go, Hold right. on a second. Like, this just doesn't make any... Like, if all the bats were sick, or had it, maybe it doesn't kill them. Bats pretty tough. Um, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, there we go. Came from bats. Yeah. I... Oh, the story of that college student was heartbreaking. That one that was like a student here, went to school, went home, and then logged online, and immediately was like, taken a prison. Oh, yeah. Dude, the Chinese government is no... Dude, no imagine that happening to no you. No joke over there. That's a, I mean, that's such a weird like jungle. It's, I don't know what the king of the jungle kind of thought process. I don't know. There's like certain people that are the heads, and they're like, "This is how it's going to be." Well, I mean, that's just an example of you know lack right. of freedom. Like even when we get frustrated here, you know, which we should do. I think it's great. I think, like, the freest types of countries should always be the ones in some way complaining the most about their freedoms because they don't want to lose yeah, any. That's because the that's the point of it. You've got to keep pushing back because governments and right. anything, companies, whatever, they're, they're trying to take right. them away. That's a slippery slope. That's slippery. But there, you, you just can't that's do anything. That's a slippery slope nowadays given the mandates and whatnot. As far as like mass stuff, you want to like push back, but you can't really push back because it's like if you push back, then you don't care about people, and if you don't care, it's like 
this whole narr this this that's it the world just lost more freedoms well, than ever it doesn't matter yeah. how you look at it you can put the word safety on right. it or whatever but when it comes Actuality. to freedom doesn't always mean you're making the smartest right. choice it's like the freedom to choose to not wear your seatbelt. well there's a law and it's saved yeah. lives and you're more likely to die if you right. don't wear one but that is a freedom so and you have to look at this corona stuff as like yeah that took that took away more freedoms from the world than his and even joe ever been taken joe away. throughout the process was like once you give these pr it's nice to see it coming back a little bit and the more and more as time progresses it seems like things are starting to unfold i don't like i said i don't know how much that relates to like the guy getting recalled but either way it's still happening so because i think once you start comparing the numbers to places that are open such as texas florida these other places that have been wide open and there's not that big of a discrepancy or even smaller i think there have been reference to it's like what kind of facts do you have here like what are we doing so it, it seems like we're progressing mm. a little bit i don't know yeah they're coming back until you know the next time they try some sort you think of that happened could that happen I mean, again like i i just dude of course it ha if it happened once it happened again Th that's history just cook stuff happens again you got to be real careful yeah i mean there's definitely going to be new viruses how the hell are we going to deal with them is it like mask on during flu season now yeah, like i don't know we're, we're gonna find out uh I... yeah i i don't think that we should forget what it was right. though like and what happened like i think people need to pay attention to like you know how this like. went down and we haven't felt the aftermath of it all we know that we haven't got to the point where you know the businesses are going to be closing or the restaurants can't properly reopen exactly. there's gonna still be a big switch around it's not like everyone was just waiting to reopen and can like it's not going to work like that uh yeah who knows man it's gonna know. be a while it's gonna be a while before things are yeah, we'll normal see. yes sir. all right let's jump to maddie madison the chef this guy is a wild yeah. animal hilarious lots of energy almost a first distracting amount of energy but i think that like he has a fan base and people love his shows i think if i had known who he was because i started liking yeah. by the end I would have forgiven him for all of that and just been like, "Oh, this is how that guy is." But it was it was a lot to I deal with at first. Exact same way, like I was like, "Wow!" I um, I did I like paused it and I was like, "All right, we're just gonna give this another shot here." But I <laughs> just because I was like, "All right, dude," it's in the morning and I'm like trying to just have my coffee and then I was like, "All right, this is way too much to interpret." But like you said, he grows on you. He actually had some pretty funny jokes too, like throughout the podcast just like a little like little yeah he has a great personality for sure he'd be a blast to yeah. work with so yeah had a big drug problem is now sober has been for a long time um it sounded like his drinking was really what was getting out of hand the amount that he said that he was drinking i can only yeah. imagine and, like seven. and then it had a heart right. attack and his sleep <laughs> yeah that's, that's uh I, I, it was funny that's a big yeah, wake up call hopefully i think somebody said i think that a heart attack yeah you'd hope yeah, so I think right sometimes when you're partying like that they just look at like that's part of the part of the game 
when he just, even when he even when he was mm. saying that he like stood up and put his arms over his head like like angel wings getting air in his lungs i was like yeah <laughs> he, he, he had a, he had a <laughs> what did he say like oh cough yeah, and yeah, jump yeah, up yeah. and down yeah, he yeah. had a whole plan for like he had a way to get rid of it he it deals intense. with this yeah shake off his heart right. attack it's funny i've known i've known a yeah. handful of chefs and i feel like they've all had very, i mean the ones that i've been like fairly close to i mean one of them actually in the, he committed suicide years ago but he like i don't want to remind me of him but he would do these like benders like that too like it's a weird weird profession i mean a lot of people have have problems but it's interesting that that chefs have a tendency to lean i don't want to say all of them but i just the handful that i've known have had like wild wild adventures like that like drug yeah they're wild people the chefs i've known are definitely right. wild people it just must go with the type yeah. of lifestyle maybe the energy you need maybe the intensity of yeah. the job you know i it's hard to know but they're all super right. high energy like intense in their own way they got a the story that he told about when he knew he was an addict you know, because he was like hiding the drinking and drugs from his friends, like going to different places right. to do it. And then it would start to kind of make him right. violent. And that's when and I, I guess that's when he knew the party yeah. was over. And and that's an interesting kind of epiphany yeah, he, for him. Or like well, I mean, think he, about. I think he knew that that time was coming because he would always be like, I was the last guy up at the party all the time. And it's like, you know, those guys that are just like, let's keep rolling. Let's mm-hmm. keep rolling. As as I've gotten yep. older, I've tried to separate myself from those experiences. <laughs> not often, I'll just leave it at that. But like, I know those cat. I know those cats, <laughs> and if, I could probably be held accountable to be one of those guys from time to time. But you never feel good after that. You never feel good yeah. after the fact. And you know what I mean? It's like it's cool to be like I'm the party guy, and then it's like the next morning you're just like in complete regret. You're like. I think we've said this before. No one ever does cocaine, and then the next morning, been like, "Man, really happy I did cocaine last night." I mean, that's like that's like zero <laughs> times ever happened. So it's like you never feel like a great. Well, it's kind of like a a badge of honor, right? To be able to hold your liquor and like party till the end of the party, and but at the same time, that comes with its own major oh, yeah. problems, and it's the fact that yeah, you will. You're never like blacking out by 10 and going home at least you got some sleep right. you're the guy that's like dude i was out till four and then the sun came up and then i continued and now it's Shoot. noon the next day on a sunday right. and i'm back at it and you're just like yeah whoa <laughs> all right yeah it's kind of like i don't know how you're pulling that <laughs> off but usually those guys crash hard too but yeah mm. they'll just like this yeah well, good for him for cleaning it up. I mean, he did have every excuse in the world for not working out. That story he told that lasted like five minutes about why he wasn't yeah, getting Yeah, I was shape like, just get to it. Was... He's like, enough, he's <laughs> yeah. like enough to, enough. <laughs> He's just like, don't I got kettlebells in my barn. I'm called Meat Barn, this, that, and the other. He's like, just do it. I don't want to hear about it. Just do it. I, 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 I love that mentality. I've become so much more on, on that. Like I used, to, I and I don't know what if it, what it is, but I like, I don't know. It's just interesting being at the gym frequently, and you're like, you see people constantly on their phones, and I used, I've kind of just become kind of anti towards that because I did it for so long, like recording what I was doing, and now I'm just like, just fucking do it. You know, you know, in your own, 
Mm. You know in your own head if you did it. You don't have to prove it to anybody else. You'll walk around and know that you did it. You don't have to put it on anything. Just feels better to know. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like it's not to be dismissive. Like life right. happens, right? It's yeah. happening. Like it gets in the way. It causes you to right. miss things. Like that's understandable. But if you if you keep selling yourself on that right. story, you're never gonna get to it. And that's probably like everything right. that you do. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll do this once I've got right. to this point. That or, happens. It's just like, hold on, these are, these things you got to do right. all the time. You just got to be doing it. You got to yeah. be moving. It's uh. Well, he did a bit of jujitsu. Yep. Uh, it sounded like one <laughs> class, and then they talked some shit about Aikido, which I thought yeah. was funny. Some Steven Seagal Aikido. It did look good in those movies, but it does seem yeah, pretty right. useless. No well, offense, Stephen. You're a legend. Under siege is. When I think, when I think of, when I think, last night. When I think of Steven you. Seagal, I think it might be under siege when he walks down that pool hall and like grabs that shirt and throws a, and puts a pool ball in the shirt and then like twists it up and just starts beating the shit out of people. Have you seen that one? Does that ring a, does that, does it ring a bell? No. I don't know. When, when I think of Steven uh-uh. Seagal, that's, I can't remember the name of that movie, but I just remember him walking down this pool hall and just being this badass with his ponytail. And he just grabs a cue ball and puts. Puts it in like a little in a towel and like twists it up and just starts beating people with the cue ball in the towel. It's pretty intense. I don't know. It's yeah. a dope man. <laughs> I mean, if you're in a pool, I would I would grab a pool stick though. I think I think that would maybe be more useful. But if you're really good with the sock yeah. and the balls, it was pretty. My fear would be I'd start swinging them around and the balls would fly out <laughs> the end, like the sock was at a hole in it, and then you just left with just the sock try, and you get your beat ass kicked. People up with a towel sock. Yeah, you're in trouble. That's it. What about his? I did not realize Joe had three black belts. I knew he had jiu-jitsu and taekwondo, but I didn't know there was a difference between no gi, black belt for jiu-jitsu, and no gi is just what Eddie Bravo developed. Is that correct? Well, there was always no gi, but he specializes in that. And at Tenth Planet, they only do no gi. Maybe at the higher levels. You know, maybe if you're, I don't, I don't think they really differentiate uh, at the lower levels. Like I'm pretty sure I could just be considered a, still a blue belt if I go to Nogi, gotcha. but maybe once you get to the higher levels, there's some nuances that are, um, si- you know, significantly different. I don't know. I'm not too sure, but I'd never right. heard of that. So, three black belts is is about as legit as it gets, though. Right. Let's be fair. That's, kind of showing off that's like at least 15 years of work probably wouldn't you say oh yeah that's a lot that's a lot well he joe's been doing it forever like 35 years of training that's gonna get you pretty good at something did you hear that story did you hear that story i'm sure you did but whenever they bought that pound of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) that story was insane what did they say it took him I, two weeks? Uh, to do I think they said a total of like five days. I thought of just driving, but like the guy got pulled over and his. No, no, no! But once oh, they got oh, it back, oh, they oh, went oh, yeah, it yeah, all, yeah. Right? oh, yeah, oh, yeah, went through it all in two weeks. Yeah, they had a, this big plan to sell it and become rich drug dealers, and then all of a sudden just did it all in two weeks and it was gone. And, and they had to beg his back. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. His chefs called him in, and he's like, "What do you do?" And he's like. We bought a pound of cocaine and did it all for the past two weeks. That's why I haven't been at class. 
<laughs> I was going to say, like, that's probably the only thing you could have said in that scenario, because he probably looked like dog shit, too, I imagine. Oh, yeah. And then they let him back in, which is right. unheard of. And then he quits again. Doesn't even graduate. To go join a heavy metal rock right. band tour. Right. And none of it seemed to matter, because he's now a famous yeah. chef. I think that he's living... What are you supposed to learn from that? I don't know. I think he, he was talking about, he was talking about <laughs> living he, that punk lifestyle the whole time, so it seems pretty fitting for him, to be honest. It seemed like that was what it was supposed to be. It does make right? sense, yeah. That guy, he's he's probably punk first, chef second. Yeah, I mean, it was... And I, then I, right. addict. I was going to make last. reference to that because it's interesting that he was Mormon, too, and it's like we were talking about how wacky religion was. I was thinking that he mentioned that story about how Somebody, I think his sister or something, had a child at a wedlock, so they like came over to like serve her papers. I'm just thinking to myself, what is religion at that point? Like, I'm just <laughs> like, there's other humans coming to tell you that you've disobeyed God on some friggin' kook religion that you know is made up, and you're doing that. You're like, I'm like, what mm-hmm. in God's name are you even like? I mean, no pun intended, but what are you thinking? Like, that's just like so dumb. Yeah. Ugh. It's a wild one. But they, in the John Zimmerman podcast, they covered uh, some stuff about right. Mormons and how they... Well, the, the, first they said yeah. they're very nice and relatively inclusive. <clears throat> they like Jewish right. people. Didn't he say that they, they, the first Jewish governor was elected Utah? in yeah, Utah? Yeah, that's interesting. And he also made... Re- I thought that was mm. interesting how he said. I can't remember why he said that they wouldn't have gone to Utah, and it's just interesting that they did because it's like it's just a dead lake there. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's right. Utah's not that like desirable. I don't know. I mean, Park City is nice. Well, they would like being run out, run across oh, the country oh, by like I the see, army right, or the government right, or something. Right. Yeah, and they just gave up at Utah. They were like, "Ah, it's far enough. They probably right. die here. Right. It's not easy right. to live." And they just settled they down and yeah. did their thing. Right. Got on with it. John Zimmerman, that guy was a stud. Like, I, he was easy to listen to. Yeah, really. Free speech guy, super liberal. And it is interesting what he said, that free speech is almost considered, like, a conservative right. value now because of the cancel culture stuff. And it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, growing up, I, I always just felt that free speech really came from the the right. left. Well, that, that was the I mean, narrative. It was, that the- it was a democratic yeah for sure that's definitely switch but it's important his book is free speech and why you should give it damn i i'd like to read that i think they would just be important right. to know like have like your real uh, your own concise argument for why it's valuable right you know they, they talk about the uh social media yeah. and like that kind of censorship deplat and joe mentioned that yeah, they're all that deplatforming, and Joe mentioned that Jack Dorsey, the the like guy who created Twitter, uh, really thinks that it should be open and people should say whatever they want. But I guess because the company's so big now, he doesn't make all the rules there. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting for whatever reason thing to want to like silence people. But Joe did make a good reference. It's like certain things, though. I think they were making reference to like hate porn or something like that. And it was like, that's an, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good dichotomy to see like what, what you would think about as far as what should be, what should be censored and what shouldn't be. But that it's like, that's almost seems like 
I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line, and it seems like it would just be a consensus because you could certainly have, you could certainly make the argument on the other side that you should be able to do it all. I don't really know where. I don't really know how the line should right. be drawn. I think a lot of it just comes down to educating the next generation, right? right? So, like they say, you know, take the flat earthers for example, and like they wanted to kind of, I guess, remove some of those videos offline because. Uh, or online because it's a nonsense theory and a lot of people were believing it and blah 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 but it's like look if you're an adult and you want to believe that it's okay but when kids are young and they're learning and they're starting off it's important to get them the most facts you can and and maybe that's where that porn thing came in too it's like look if you're an, an adult and you're like watching some really crazy shit yeah. it's up to you like you're an adult and that's where you're at but if kids are learning you know they're learning to decide like what sex is right. and sexuality and they're watching that as their education right. I, that's where but it you, can watch, like, be, you can I watch mean, like you can watch like beheadings and stuff on youtube i never thought of that but i remember joe making reference to that like there's stuff that's on youtube like that like why is that something that somebody needs to see i don't know i i guess i'm just drawing a is that really I on YouTube? You can, I, or is it just, on the, just on the internet? I, I might be saying that, but I think that you can probably you can probably find anything you're looking for is what I'm saying. But there's certain there's oh, it's yeah, a no weird doubt. thing to be like, well you can't search for that, but you can search for that. And what happens if you're doing research on the subject and who I mean, I don't know. There's a variety of things. You know? That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Trying to understand yeah. what it is. I you know, in a way they should they should err on the side of caution with any type of censorship, for right. sure. And then there probably is some areas that they need to watch yeah. out for. But, you know, just massively controlling speech is not going right. to do it. Like, that that's not going to get you there. I like that they said, uh, he that one guy said that um, your retention is way better when you're reading in paper rather than on those Kindle machines. I'd never heard that before. I'd never really liked those Kindles. And I know they, I read a lot. So it would be like way cheaper if I got into them because I could just download books right. and and get it. But, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm more old school. I like just turning the pages. And then if the book is good, I like to give the yeah. book to somebody. So there's like that part of it. But uh, it kind of makes sense that your retention I'm, would be better definitely- maybe. I never really thought about I list, that. Like, I, the vast majority of books I, list, I listen to at this point, like I have a handful of books in my closet that I've read a handful of times, but um, I think that there's a lot that would I agree with in that statement because anytime I've read a book like cover to cover, I definitely like I can reference it much easier and I feel like I get the material much more ingrained in my head as opposed to reading it on anything. I, maybe that's, I mean, I don't really retain a whole lot on the, kindle either i don't want to say not retain how is your retention with the with the audio pretty good i mean i have like a a, a library in there too that i just touch on different stuff that i can just kind of draw from that has worked thus far but um i'd say pretty good like i can still reference the books if i listen to them if i listen to them again i usually listen to them a couple of times because i don't i'm kind of phase out and do different things but i try and stay up with it but yeah i'd say that the best way to retain is by the page for me as well mm. yeah that's interesting I, it's probably a combination yeah. right of all 
It's like get try and get the information in yeah. as best you can. It's too bad you can't just sleep and like play audiobooks. That'd be great. If you could just wake up and then you knew that the whole story. Amazing. Imagine how productive you can make yourself. That would be amazing. Have you noticed and I know you've been if meditating you more now. Have you noticed that uh, I've just been doing different like breathing techniques before I go to bed now and just trying different things out and I'm definitely trying to separate from my phone before I go to bed, but it's it's been like a game changer, I think. Is yeah, that helping you much sleep? better? Much better. Like I don't get home, I, but uh, sure. just trying to meditate. I have, I yeah, that's pretty Even good. I, it's weird. Just shut your eyes and try and count down from a thousand while you're like focusing on your breathing. And I've been asleep like before I get to like nine hundred ninety every time. Grant, I oh, mean, granted, I'm working nine ten hour days and it's a bit tiring, but at the same time, it, it's good. Right? That'll do it for sure. The the one thing that um, John brought up that was something I never really thought about is it, he, he goes, don't think of yourself in terms of good and bad at anything that you do because it like changes the way that right. you do it. Just do the task, right. right? Especially, I guess, if you get anxiety, like if you're a kid in school and you're not right. good at math, like to go into the class and think I'm not good at this, yeah, you know, or you get someone that thinks they're good and then all of a sudden they're up against the hurdle and they're having a difficult time and then now they're like beating themselves up because they're like i should be good at this right. like what the hell instead of just learning whatever the right. day is like i i think about that all the time at jiu-jitsu like you never really feel good at jiu-jitsu right. but i don't feel bad at it i don't really think about it i just go in and do whatever the task at hand we we're right. doing that day yeah, and that one kind of brings it out because it's m so much more intense than most tasks that you learn. You really don't have yeah. a choice. Like, you've just got to be there to do it. You're not going to get it right away. And even if you start to, you know, as soon as you go into rolling, chances are you won't be able to pull it off because everyone else just learned the same thing and they know you're <laughs> going to do it. Right. Yeah, it humbles you constantly. That's a good point. It's brilliant. That's a good point on that. The, Joe, I think, talked about not knowing his dad more in this podcast than any other podcast. That he yeah, did. it was interesting. It just seemed like he, he was kind of interviewing Joe on some stuff a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I guess he just wanted to know him a bit better, but it's like it. It, it you kind of heard in his voice like how it's affected yeah, it, him. Like it's tough. it is tough, but I think that he has handled it the best way possible. I think that he said that martial arts helped kind of. Excitement, like channel that energy. You know, he's just accepted it. It's interesting. Yeah. That his... I thought it was interesting that he doesn't want to know him. Like right. he doesn't hate him, but he's like, I don't need to well, know him. And obviously, he hasn't right. reached out, which is probably a good thing because that would be super right. annoying. Now that he's right. so famous, and he has like his right. own family. Like Joe has like brothers and sisters he doesn't even know. Right. I have that. I have two sisters and two brothers I've never met with. My, they're on my dad's yeah. family yeah they live like four miles away from me I never met them when That's I lived crazy. in England it's kind of crazy to think of I probably ran into them you know a few times and just four didn't miles away know. I'm sure you did at some point yeah that's not um, far but it's, it's strange. I, I guess well, I just don't I think, think about he said the reason that it was easy for him to just not have the desire to reach out in a lot of ways and um, was because 
his dad was just like he he knows what it's like to be a father now and he could never imagine doing that to his kids so he's like i don't need to like associate but at the same time the other guy you think about where people come from and times of their life and not to justify but maybe the dude was just young and was scared and bailed it's like you try and hold who knows you just paint these pictures in your head of how people are supposed to act or you think but i always I That's think about true. like where my my, <clears throat> but it but there still is that though, man. Once you like, when you've had a kid, which he Joe has, he he looks at them like every day, and he's like, yeah, bad things can happen. I could right. get stressed, like, but they are my priority. Like he can't even imagine right. understanding a situation where you wouldn't want to pay exactly. attention to that exactly. child, and 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 that's rough. And when it was you. And then he said he, you know, he sits around thinking like one day he's gonna call me, but he never. Fucking I think does. he thought that. I think he thought it's that. Like, it's probably best yeah, that he gave up it's on. It's good that. that he just like let that go because that's that's a rough one to try and rely on other people sometimes. Yeah, I mean, losing his dad really right. fucked with him for sure. And then he talks about the angry young man, yeah, right? You know, it's a it's, it's a thing difficult it definitely yeah. is i mean my per- yeah i don't know it was interesting like he doesn't like to open up like that often but i i like that when he was asked he didn't dodge yeah, the question all. you know he went into it as much as he needed to and then it kind of you know moved right. beyond that they get into religion kind of at the end which i i mean joe opened up with jordan peterson talking about you know whether you believe there's a God or not, if you live like there is one, uh, you'll live right. a better life. What uh, do you think of that? I, I, there's something to I'll it, I'll tell you probably. what, if I could remember, it's funny, I mean, Jordan Peterson has said that, but if I could remember anything when I was going to church as a kid and, like, sitting in the big church rather than going to, like, the little kids' class, I remember, like, verbatim the sermon guy saying that, I mean, this is at, like, a pretty hardcore Christian church. I mean, they weren't, like, doing anything bad, but it was... It was definitely a Christian church, and he goes, he says that statement, like, like just blanket statement. Nobody like looked at him silly, but it's just like that makes the most sense. Like that makes the most sense of any religion of anything you want to say. If you live like something, there's an importance to it, and you live like there is something out there, you're gonna live a better life. Like it's just just inevitable. What? Yeah, it kind of creates a bit of oh. accountability because people can right. get wild. Like, I didn't grow up with any religion. And then I lived thousands of miles away from my family that live in England. And it's like, I mean, the things I did were just, I mean, you know, I just did what I wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was a bad person that was breaking the law all the time and doing a bunch of fucked up shit. But at no point was I thinking, oh, like, I could do something a bit messed up and think, well, I'll just not do that next time. But there's... Uh, there's no accountability for me. I seem to have got away with it. Like, I still it doesn't think, you, I like, still think your on. human nature and your intuition tells you what's right and wrong, though. But I, at the same time, I hear what you're saying. I think that there's a certain value that <clears throat> if you believe that there's something else out there that, I don't know, man, there's the coincidence idea. Like, it just, that seems so blasé for me. I don't want to believe everything's a coincidence. And I don't, I'm not like the woo-woo, but at the same time, I believe that there's a certain impact on how you treat people and how you how you view the world and how you approach it and you can impact others. Oh yeah, there's 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 definitely something right. karma. Like yeah, there is. 
you can't just be a dick all the time and even if you're really clever at it and you think you can get away with it like you're gonna hate yourself you know what you're doing you know when you're being a dick it doesn't feel good no you can probably get away with it for a while narcissists do but they're never really happy people even though they pretend they are it's kind of close to that they end up with like the importance of free speech and making it known that you know, we look at these historical mm-hmm. characters, you know, like Martin Luther King and that girl in the high the school band, who wore the right. band and these different things. And yeah, and they're seen as like heroes. Yet today, the same sorts of people that would support them are trying to shut yeah. everyone else up. And it is interesting that, I mean, even Jonathan uh, recognized that their intentions mm-hmm. are good. Like, I don't disagree yeah. with that either. I think all the cancel culture intention is, like, pretty good. It just gets wild or falls into the wrong hands, and then people use it as power. And it's like, yeah, it would be great for us all to get along better. But at the same time, you know, it is cool that people can run different ideas and not get arrested for it. Even if they're wacky. Like you said, too, too, it's like the more, more emphasis you put on certain words and the more, like, derogatory you make certain terms the more power you give them so it's like you're you're losing the power by doing that at the same time you know so yeah yeah that was interesting that would be interesting like take all the words that really offend people and like everyone starts using them well like they talked about that with queer studies and then... even. he's like it used to be such a bad word to say queer now it's like you have a like queer study departments at colleges and stuff it's like embraced you know yeah in in england like way back in the day like in like the 50s i think and before queer the original word just meant odd it had nothing to do with homosexuals people would even say oh i feel queer like i don't feel well and then they I guess they added it to like homosexuals mm. later to kind of point out that that's odd, uh, and then then it got stigmatized. So it's like that word has changed. That makes quite sense. A lot. Joe, Joe said, "Yeah, I don't know if they used it like that in the U.S. because they didn't make reference to it in the podcast, so maybe they didn't use it like." That I always here. remember we used to play this game as kids called Smear the Queer, <laughs> and it was just like you'd throw the ball up and then you'd try and run around with the ball, and whoever had the ball was get, trying to get tackled. I, I don't know if that, that was an interesting yeah. phrasing for a game, but maybe that was just in Arizona. Well, yeah, we had some messed up games <laughs> in the 80s, for sure. Right. For sure. Probably best yeah. we don't have those anymore. All right, well, that's that's the week. Um, pretty pretty like diverse crowd. A lot of energy, and then kind of chilled out Absolutely. there at the end. Uh, I, but I liked it. I mean, there was a lot of good stories and a lot of good information sure. this week. I Agreed. It all right big guy well thank you everyone for listening garrett thanks for joining me as always and until next week later